On demand. Gig economy. The sharing economy toolkit podcast. Um, look, I, I must admit, I'm I'm especially uh, excited today because uh, not only do we have an Australian, uh, quite a good friend, um, a very entertaining chap. Anyway, welcome Graham from Cover Genius. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Quite a good friend. Or well, for, uh, let's call you a hundred percent best friend, but we'll leave it there. Um, so. Look, what I'd like to do today, probably maybe slightly differently to, to some of our other podcasts, um, is really, really dig into the technology that's sort of within the insurance market and how that's going to affect, um, you know, not just uh, insure tech as a whole, but how insurance eventually flows into all other markets. But before we whiz into the details there, talk to me a little about yourself, who's Graham, uh, talk to me about Cover Genius and um, where you see insurance going. Yeah, sure. So, um, look, I'm head of insurance for a, a, an insured tech startup called Cover Genius. Um, I am Australian, so I moved over here with my family um, close to two years ago now. So, um, we we're a, you know Australian founded startup, and um, the kind of you know it, it was quite evident that we needed to set up operations in Europe. Um, get the insurance capability for our uh, European partners that we did land, and um, obviously build out our kind of I guess, uh, language capabilities and, and London's so good for that that we were able to kind of cover sort of 20 languages and things. So we're, we're um, you know, we're very much an insure tech business, so um, technology at heart, but then, um, uh, you know, basically a distributive um, of insurance products. So um, we've had some really early success in the, in the um, travel insurance and car rental insurance market. Um, and then, uh, I guess, more, more, more uh, recently moving into things like sharing economy as well. So. Great. And, and that's kind of uh, where I wanted to start as well, because obviously, you know, we do want to relate. We are running a, uh, let's go, a sharing economy style series here. Um, and obviously, insurance is, is really the big question uh, in sharing economy. You know, how do you insure these marketplaces? So, I mean, for you, certainly coming over from Australia, how do you see the insurance market market evolving within the sharing economy? Yeah, and it's look, it's a tough one because um, there's a lot of unknowns. Um, but also within the sharing economy, it's not just one vertical. So, um, you know, you've got the home sharing uh, sort of vertical, you've got the car sharing vertical, um, stuff sharing, which is what you guys are doing, and um, and this is and those verticals are only going to not only grow but kind of probably go um, horizontal and, and kind of you know make their own verticals within in those subcategories. Yeah. So um, you know the, the the problem with this sort of sharing economy and having insurance tied to it is that it's such a highly regulated industry. Um, so you've got all of those hurdles, but then not only from an insurance point of view, but from kind of local legislation and regulation around, um, uh, for example, the car sharing stuff. So, um, you know, things like third party liability is going to be different in each country and each yeah, market yeah. that happens. And, that, so, and that's what I was going to ask. I mean, f- for a company to, to expand, I mean, insurance technology has to literally be the hardest right you know how what is your process so let's say we're you know moving from you know out from australia over over to europe you know how do you become aware of uh, different regulatory environments and regulatory changes you know to set up operations how does that what does that procedure actually look like yeah so so to basically be so give it give you a little background why we kind of exist and 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 some of the uh, i guess the issues in the insurance industry that we're seeking to resolve is so whilst there's obviously really big insurance companies and, and global and international insurance companies like an Allianz or an AIG, um, there's actually very few, if any, true global insurers where you can actually deal with one insurance company. Yeah, yeah. So if you need to um, deal with, uh, uh, you know, if, if you're a global platform like a, like an Airbnb or, or a, um, a Fat Lama in 
two, three years time, right? So you... Six months. Six months. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, now, look, so basically you, you, you need a contract with an Allianz in, in the UK. And then if you're launching in France, you need a contract with Allianz in France and then in the US and then in Australia. It's just not practical for, a, for, a, for an online company like you guys. I mean, if you want to turn on a market effectively, if you've got the capital, you'll just turn it on, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's not obviously that, that easy from an insurance point of view. But um, it's just not practical to go around and getting 13, 14, 15 contracts with insurers with one company, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So you're then dealing with the country head and the poor guy that might be running the, uh, uh, the New Zealand Allianz office is maybe getting a very small piece of the pie and then he's, he, he probably doesn't want to do it and doesn't want to sign on to that risk. So yeah. um, the reason we exist is that we, we you know, is it, very much around, well, we go and get the complicated bits around licensing and regulation and, and, and multiple insurance um, underwriters supporting us from a global point of view and then the partners only have to do it once. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, um, and that's really kind of one of the main reasons what we're, we're kind of yeah. seeing. And, and to be honest, we... We, I can, you know, absolutely relate to that. Um, it's, it really helps. And I think it, the insurance market and the, the timing at which Fat Llama is trying to enter the market is pretty handy. Because the big question was the scalability of not just operations and product, but actually uh, on the insurance side. You know, if we decided that this was going to work reasonably well, uh, abroad you know what what was gonna what was our process of moving forward there well it, it was just very difficult um so it, the the other thing that i kind of wanted to touch on was something a little bit more exciting obviously you know fat llama is doing a lot of work around artificial intelligence and, and machine learning or, or at least trying to um you know how are those sort of technologies going to affect the insurance market if at all yeah, no, and, 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 that's, and that's a lot of stuff that we're doing as well. So, um, you know, the, the, the more data that... You know, the reason we're, we're, we're a, a technology business and we like working with other technology businesses like Fat Llama is because not only is, is that we're, we're trying to capture the right data to actually optimise the whole process and the insurance product, but you're also doing that from a consumer level as well. So the more data that you're capturing, the more data we can, we can get sort of fed into our, our kind of um, machine learnings and, um, you know, tying in things like social platforms and their, and their um, whilst we, so basically it's two things, right? So it's, one, it's, a, it's is there's optimising the actual kind of sale, but then there's also optimising the actual risk for the insurers. So yeah. not only is it will optimise the, the conversion rate and make sure that we're able to maybe get the best price and the, and the highest lift in the take-up, but also the risk. So then the claims are going to be better and the insurers are actually going to win there in a little bit in, in the long run as well. Yeah, Because yeah. a lot of the time insurers are pretty, you know, they can get a bit nervous around these insure tech businesses coming in and, and kind of, um, I guess, stealing their, their kind of um, core kind of uh, distribution but really they're only going to be enhanced because all of the learnings we'll get from the machine learning um, we can tie in things for like social platform um, uh, uh, data that we can get from yeah, third yeah. parties as well as the data that you're getting yeah. so you're building a bit of a risk profile that it all just gets fed back into the yeah, underwriting yeah. and the whole process is optimized completely and, and I, I think that's something that's that's massively helped us i mean you know coming back to what you're saying about social media you know what we've kind of looked at and i think um is really important is this uh, digital reputation that people are slowly starting to acquire mm. um, and, and the, the f I suppose the transparency of the online marketplaces the Airbnbs even you know even social media the LinkedIn's the Facebook people's reputation more and more is starting to follow them 
Um, you know, if you've got a reputation on one platform, you soon have that reputation on another platform. How is that going to benefit insurers, uh, if at all? Can you guys maybe link into that that reputation, and that will then um, change risk profiles and so yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, Ken. And then um, we're actually in discussions with one of the with one of the big telcos in um, in Australia, and they're and they're doing a similar thing in that <clears throat> they they believe that they have the, some of the best data in Australia, and um, and and what some of the what we're what we're trying to got i guess prove is that they can actually base on a lot of the um the data they're actually getting from all of their customer profiles and actually putting that into what does it mean from a claims point of view is this person a high risk versus a low risk can we uh, and and really segment those kind of customers and and, yeah. and um you know and then feed that back into a real insurance offering and and looking at sort of cus- um cover genius rather i mean what is what does your customer base look like at the moment uh, and, and where are you trying to evolve and where are you trying to hold back from yeah, so look, we we really have a pretty a global head on. Um, you know, we're, we're, we've got operations in, in in Oz, UK. We're launching in um, Austin, Texas, uh, in uh, a week and a half's time, um, and then and then just really expanding that kind of, um, I, I guess, operations footprint. So we really do have the insurance capabilities to be a global partner for for for, for our partners. Um, you know, again, we're working with a lot of online travel agency businesses, um, uh, the likes of like Priceline Group and, and things like that. So so that's kind of where our sweet spot has been. And now we're talking to some of the other bigger sort of sharing platforms in the home share space as well. Okay, and how, and that's what I... So how, how do you see you, your customer base evolving? Are you going to really stick to that core, uh, what you're good at, the you know, the travel space? Or are you going to look to kind of evolve into other areas? Yeah, and, and yes, we will. And, 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 and I guess another interesting bit um, that we've, we've kind of learned in, in recent um, months is that um, a lot of the insurers are now saying, well, that, that's, that's great what you guys do, but can we just have the tech bit? Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Rather than being the full stack is what we do yeah, for yeah. some of the other business lines. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then, um, so we're now we're saying, okay, maybe we'll listen to the market and actually offer the, the technology only solution to yeah, insurance. Because yeah, right? they've already got the clients, they've already got the, um, I guess, that, that kind of cap- insurance capability, obviously. And so, but they don't have the data science, they don't have the analytics, they don't have the, 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 the you know, advanced API and things yeah, like that. So great. now we're so actually going, well, we could just do that. So that was the thing in terms of when, you know, uh, a lot of our listeners are kind of sharing economy enthusiasts, but we, we uh, a lot of them are tech-based businesses, obviously, or outside of sharing economy, that is. When, when you say full stack, um, you know, talking about your products, I mean, what does that offering actually look like? Yeah, so look, when, when I refer to full stack, it really is saying that we're doing everything along the, the, the customer value chain. So whether it be, um, um, obviously, the sort of designing the insurance product, um, handling customer support in multi-languages, um, doing their own claims. We have our own claims team in-house. Um, obviously, all technology, um, data science, and, and really kind of controlling the whole process end-to-end. And I think a lot of the other tech platforms, obviously, um, have a similar mindset because if, if, if you're controlling the whole process end to end, the who's going to win in the end is the customer. Mm. Um, so, so, you know, a lot of the old school insurers, they, they still outsource claims to a third yeah. party or they'll do, um, they'll run a call center team out of Manila just because it's cheaper to another company. Yeah. We don't do that. We keep all of it in house. Yes. There's a high cost to that, 
but we think that the whole process is optimized and the customer ends up winning anyway. Yeah, yeah. And, and that brings me on nicely when you say like this old school way, you know, certainly what we found, I know that a lot of, a lot of friends and friends of friends that are, that are working with or for or running uh, other technology businesses that are looking for insurance products. I mean, the underwriters at heart are very archaic, right? They're so old school um, and very, very relationship driven. It's a very relationship driven industry, whether you're in the UK or I'm assuming Australia, New Zealand or, or Austin, Texas. How how do you go about developing those new relationships particularly as you expand i mean an australian walking into the likes of lloyds of london or aig or i mean are you are you even allowed in i'm not i'm not sure um <laughs> yeah. i have to be escorted in yeah. oh right okay yeah, <laughs> actually they make me put it in a time jacket yeah 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 exactly yeah i think i saw you walking into hiscox in uh, in board shorts and a vest <laughs> the other day no no but seriously how do you deal with um developing uh those reputations really from nothing yeah look i mean look it, it's still very relationship driven um you know i guess it's 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 early on um you know we were we were we had to be a bit more of a hustle to 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 kind of get some of these big insurers to kind of back us in a sense um but now after time you've 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 actually kind of realized oh, i guess we we're able to show proof points on on um on, on our value and, and that we have a good customer base. We're already selling. We've got distribution. Um, you know, like a, there's a lot of insured techs around. There's a lot of hype around it, but there's very few actually doing anything at this yeah. stage. I mean, there's even big names like, uh, you know, like a Lemonade or, um, you know, they've got 100, raised $150 million sort of sitting in the wings, but they haven't, they've only just launched in one state in America. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. only like in a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, so, yeah, wow. I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of in- talk about the insured test, but it's nice that we're actually got a bit of core cool kind yeah. of um, you know revenue coming through and, yeah, yeah, and, 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 and key key clients and things like that. So, but yeah, so cool. I mean, what's in- to get back to the insurers? Though, I mean, what's important to us is having flexible insurers and, and insurance underwriters because we need them to be dynamic. We need them to be moving quick. We need them to be to to able to um to 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 really kind of lift with us because our partners are tech partners. And they expect it, so yeah, yeah. so it it is difficult, but um, that's why we're agnostic around who we work with from an underwriting point of view because we need them to to kind of be. Yeah, you yeah. know, dynamic and, 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 and flexible. Completely, completely. And, and you know, uh, as I said before, I, I honestly couldn't agree more. Um, you know, kind of to, to, to round out that point then in terms of Cover Genius specifically, obviously you, you mentioned some other players in the market, some players that have uh, raised a significant amount of capital. But you as a business, and I mean, we don't work with each other directly, but I've certainly um, know some of your clients, you know, reasonably well, and everyone speaks very highly of you guys. But what it, what's your USP in the market? Market, you know, if there was that one or those two things that you that you really feel are outshining everyone else, you know, what what are they? Yeah, look, it's, n- number one is the global um, uh, global bit. So uh, you know, there's in in you, I'm sure you'll you'll and I know you've spoken to a few insurers and things for your, your own stuff. Is that they might have some a reasonable operations here in the UK, but outside of the Europe, they they simply can't do right. Yeah. So and, and again, that kind of that doesn't really help you as you kind of expand to Australia and America, which obviously you've got your eyes on, right? Mm. So um, having a true global presence, that's that's our a, a really big key to us. So we win pitches against insurers at the moment because even the bigger insurers like an Axe or an Allianz can't even um, accommodate solve that, that. accommodate the the kind of global bit because they've got to tie in their yeah. colleagues over in australia yeah. or whatever and it's slow and it's slow. and then it's slow yeah yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah yeah okay well look um you know uh, kind of uh, again to round up i, I really want to say you know thank you very much for coming down graham um i think that uh, anyone that is looking you know any technology business that is looking for insurance products um you know on that note i mean what's the best way for anyone to reach out to you um, yeah look uh, you can reach me at uh, graham at cover genius.biz 
Great. Fantastic. Look, thanks a lot, Graham, for coming down. Um, and we'll look forward to speaking to you soon. Yeah, Cheers. great. I'm enjoying uh, watching the evolution of Fat Llama too. So. Exactly. Thanks a lot, mate. Cheers, guys.